This is Vulnerability Matters from the Money Advice Trust. Hello, hello. Welcome to Vulnerability Matters from the Money Advice Trust. I'm Chris Fitch. Now, when I was a child, I had a course of speech therapy. I didn't have it for long, but while it didn't stop my unconnected fascination with swearing, listener, I was like a six-year-old cross between Gordon Ramsay and Malcolm Tucker, it did help me manage my difficulties and find my voice and confidence. So for this reason, I've always been more than aware of the importance of speech and language in everyday life and how our words can help us achieve what we need to achieve, but also sometimes turn against us and make us feel like life is impossible. Consequently, that's why for this episode of Vulnerability Matters, I was really pleased to speak with Lindsay Edgington from the UK charity Stammer and to learn more about Stammer's work with staff in banks, energy and retail organisations to better understand and meet the needs of the one in 100 customers who stammer or have difficulties with speech. Lindsay, hello. Welcome to Vulnerability Matters. Let's get straight into it. Um, We probably all think we know a little bit about what stammering is, but what does stammering look, sound and feel like? Thanks, you, Chris. Um, So stammering or stuttering, as it can be known as well, um, it's where a person repeats a sound or a word when they speak or they might stretch or prolong a sound. So there might also be a bit of a a silent block as well so a sound gets stuck I, I think it's worth mentioning that any person can experience these things when they talk but for a person that stammers that they will experience them much more regularly and it can be sometimes nearly every time that they actually speak it's also worth mentioning that everyone that stammers will stammer differently so they might do all of those things or only one of them so my own stammering I, I tend to repeat a a sound or a word or prolong a sound. I don't really get um, the the silent blocks. Also as well, if a person is finding it hard to kind of get their their words out, they might appear tense or they might look away or shut their eyes or they might try and use parts of their body to try and help them get that word out. Um, stammers also fluctuate so we all have our good days or our bad days I can speak so fluently on one day that you wouldn't know that I had a stammer and other days it can be a lot lot worse um, it might not be obvious either so you can be known as a covert stammerer so you might use certain techniques to try and avoid stammering so I for example I avoid certain words or I might avoid a situation um but there are days when nothing I will do will cover it up so like if I'm tired or I might be a bit more nervous or in a bit of an uncomfortable situation like talking on a podcast (laughs) then I might stammer a bit more um but I think everyone that stammers will have their own kind of unique stories around how they stammer and how it impacts their own life absolutely and um when, just in general, when when does stammering start for most people, and is there is there a cause? Um, what would you say? Yeah, it's a good it's a good question. So um, stammering tends to start in childhood. So I started stammering when I was around four or five years old, and lots of children can grow out of it. But there's at least one 
percent of adults that will carry on stammering through their life. We don't know exactly why children start stammering, but there is some more recent kind of research that shows that it's neurological. So my brain coordinates speech muscles in a slightly different way to yours, and then that would result in my speech stammering. It's also a case where some adults can start stammering as a result of a head injury or a stroke or a period of intense stress. Um, So yeah, I I think as well for me, my stammer has got better the older I've got. So it's, I don't know if that's because I'm older or because I'm just kind of more confident. I kind of own it a bit more than I used to when I was younger. I don't really care as much anymore. I'm not really sure, but um, yeah. And I think there's a big kind of misconception that people stammer because they're nervous as well. And mm. um, that's not actually the case. So stammering may make a person who stammers more nervous because they're, they're worried about stammering, but it's not the actual cause of why a person stammers. So it's all the, all, all the routine social cues that we might um, read someone's body language or when we're mm. listening to them on the phone, actually they're, they're misleading and all the mm. things that we might do and we'll get onto the do's and don'ts later on to um, help another person, even when that's really well intentioned, they're completely the wrong things to do. <laughs> so Most of the time. Yeah. Be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we've said a few things about what makes it worse. You're saying like, mm. if I'm tired, if mm. I'm disinterested in the podcast I'm being interviewed <laughs> on, um, never. It's go- yeah, never. If, if, if I'm a bit strung out or mm. I, I guess to add to that might be things like just, being aware that I'm stammering more than normal or is it certain words that might might be difficult yeah so for for me I have certain words where I I know are difficult so for example if I'm asked what my name is that can cause me to stammer more and I will try and put a word ahead of my name so it doesn't result in me stammering for example um but there are certain situations of course that if you're hearing yourself stammer you might then get all kind of more kind of worked up and nervous and start stammering more. I've kind of been in that situation, especially at work on meetings, on teams calls, on meetings and stuff. That can be a bit of a, if you're watching yourself in the camera and you see that you're stammering or you're struggling, that can be a bit of an off put. So um, there's certain things that will trigger you and kind of make it worse. So you said that with age and time passing, Mm. things have got better, but it, what help is generally out there for people who stammer and want to manage this? Yeah, of course. So um, Stammer is the UK's leading charity for people that stammer. Um, we've dedicated helpline and web chat where people can call in for advice and support. So interestingly, 60% of the, con- the contact at Stammer are parents of children that stammer. I think it's important to, to recognise that it's difficult ha- um, having a child that stammers and um, we want to support both parent and child. Um, so I started volunteering at Stammer last year and I volunteer as part of the employment um, support service at Stammer and we help organisations and businesses either um, supporting their staff that stammer or that their customers that stammer. So there's a whole host of different help and support that Stammer offer to various different people. And you've got a background in working in essential services and financial services as well. So the, I imagine that helps with uh, a lot of the, the employment side and also some of the uh, the guidance to firms that we're going to talk about a bit later. 
So let's move let's move on. When it comes to designing customer journeys in whatever um service sector we're in, um Stammer have some really um great guidance. Uh their stammering and uh, customer contact guide is, is absolutely excellent. Um but Stammer have drawn attention to a number of potential challenges for people with Stammer. So I wonder if it was okay if we could just go for a few of those and you can just tell us a bit more about them. The first of them is uh voice recognition systems. Uh what are the challenges and some of the solutions to these yeah voice recognition systems they uh, <laughs> they put the fear in to me i must admit <laughs> because i mean picking up the phone as a person that stammers already it, it is nerve-wracking that god it used to be my most hated thing to ever do was to pick up a phone and make a phone call and then if you're picking up a phone and speaking to a computer it kind of makes it even more of a challenge especially when that computer is looking for fluent speech patterns so, so as I mentioned earlier, my name can be a really hard thing for, for me to say. So if a computer asks my name and I stammer, it might not be recognised. Mm. And that could then lead me to having to try again or not getting through or hanging up out of frustration. Um, so usually I would go for kind of email and web chat. But if the, the, the company requests that a call is needed and if there's a voice recognition, I, I think it's worth companies exploring a bypass option. So can a person stammers or eh, eh, anyone who's not comfortable in speaking on voice recognition, can they d- 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 bypass that and go straight through to a human agent? I think it's recognising that people have got kind of different needs and providing options is really important why why is there only theories or reflections on why someone's name would be really difficult it, it, it seems counterintuitive like i know you thought your name would be the most natural thing yeah to say. sometimes i wonder if it's a pressure thing because sometimes i think it's more if i'm asked a question and put on the spot I tend to get a bit like, Ugh. but so maybe that's why. Maybe it's because I'm on the spot and I'm being asked kind of my name in a conversation and I find it difficult to get that conversation started. I tend mm. to find that once I'm in a conversation, my speech gets better. Um, so I think it might just be because that's the kind of initial thing that a person might ask about you. Yeah, it's, it, it's hard to point. get going. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that starting point. Um yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? You it's should give it the most thing that we're comfortable with kind of saying. but No, yeah. and it's not other people's names or the names of, um, I don't know, obscure Welsh villages. It's just something that's really, <laughs> I mean, could be, really, yeah. really, really personal to us. It's kind of, yeah. uh, the, the, the second design challenge is alternative ID procedures, uh, which was starting to get towards in the last question. Again, can you explain what an alternative ID procedure is, uh, why it's a problem and what we can do about it? So when we call a customer helpline or a call centre or whatever, we obviously all know that we're taken through ID and we're asked for things like name, address and date of birth, maybe a membership number. Um, and I think I mem- I mentioned previously that a technique I have is that I try and swap words. So a word I can't say, I might swap it for something else. But in this situation, I can't swap that word out. So I can't swap my name for a new name on my address through a new address so I think it's the alternative ID is just a kind of hint or a bit of a suggestion for companies to kind of take on board so can you offer alternative ID questions 
to a person that is stammering. So if your call handlers are aware that they might get a call from a customer that stammers, can they take them through a different set of questions? Or if they notice them struggling, can they give them a different question? Or you just, the biggest thing is with the people that stammer is just give, give us time to actually mm. speak. That That's my biggest bit of advice that I, I would ever give on the podcast or anyone who's speaking about kind of stammering, just give that person time. But if you can sense that they're str- struggling in answering an ID question, Mm. maybe ask them a different question because we are we ask these id questions because they um they should be things that um we would know and they come to mind very easily so our address our name maybe mm. our phone number but there's no reason why it can't be actually alternative bits of information mm. actually they're probably more secure as well like, yeah exactly um, the more kind of obscure bits of information yeah okay super right the third design challenge is a is fraud detection systems can you explain yeah. why these can be a challenge for people stammer and what can be done so i guess that kind of ties in with the idea as well isn't it so if you notice a person is maybe struggling over their name you might think is that actually them that's speaking on the phone and you might then be like oh is this something that could be fraud related and the work at stammer we are trying to kind of just yeah, again, just encourage organisations to kind of find out if their fraud de- um, detection systems use either speech pauses or disfluency as a marker for, for, for fraud, because a person might be struggling not because of a fraud, because they're tr- trying to de- defraud a company. They might just have a stammer. So I think if that can be flagged on a customer system. So I know that um, the companies I've worked at in the past, they've flagged a vulnerable customer on a system, for example, and could that flag then mean that that customer isn't part of the fraud detection? I mean, it's not like always a catch-all, right? Because you might not know that customer stammers if they call in, but I think it's just worth thinking about. Mm. Well, th- these three issues that we've been through, these are things that uh, Stammer haven't dreamt up. These are things that people were are telling yeah, you about on, on a, a, reg- mm. a regular basis. It's um, So these are things that people are saying, actually, this is either stopping me getting the most out of mm. my relationship with my, my bank or my energy company, or it's a barrier to um, working with particular companies and you, you might go elsewhere. Let- let's have a think about the do's and don'ts. Let's get some tablets of stone. <laughs> and kind of lay some things down but let's start with the uh, let's start with the don'ts so if i'm talking to someone who who's who, who i realize perhaps stammers what yep. shouldn't i be doing so i think it's worth mentioning at the start of this that stammering is just how people talk so it's not bad it's not good it's just a different way of speaking um the biggest don't that i think i would mention is don't joke and suggest that they've forgotten their name i've had that quite a few times on calls and it's it's um it's not a nice place to uh, to be at the other end of um so that would be the biggest thing i'd also say don't speak over someone or try to finish a, a sentence i guess with this one it can come from a well intentioned place because you're speaking to a person that is 
clearly struggling and you want to help them right but that can be the opposite to a person that stammers um like we said with the fraud stuff don't mistake stammering for anything else hesitation or changing words or pausing it's not necessarily indicative of nervousness or an attempt to avoid a question it's just stammering and I think as well don't hang up on someone because they can't get their words out just give them time to speak absolutely so again this is all taken from the stammering and customer contact guide which is on the uh, stammer website let's let, let's let's focus on some of the the, the positives then what about the do's what should we be doing yeah the biggest thing i mentioned is just um waiting so always let people have that space to get their words out and i think one thing it's worth mentioning is when you're in a call center and you're an agent on the phone and you're worried about your average handling time for example like you're targeted on your productivity and the amount of calls that you're taking that day and a person that stands is taking up too much of your time I think you have to remember that there's a person on the other side of that phone and you have to give them time to speak and if you rush a customer that stammers it will just make it worse and make it harder for them as well so the 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 biggest thing is yeah give them time I think also focus on the content and what they're actually kind of saying, not how they're saying it. It doesn't really matter how a person speaks. What matters is what they're actually saying. And I think as well, if it's appropriate, reassure the customer or the person that you're speaking to, um, just to kind of let them know that you're happy to give them time. And if there's anything that you can do to kind of, help them let them know mm. and uh, I, I guess people some of this come some of the, the the bad behaviors or the less helpful behaviors come from people themselves just feeling uncomfortable um, yeah. I, I, mean, <laughs> I was going to mention that yeah. it's so true it is because you might not have spoken to a person that stammers before and then you do and it can make you also feel uncomfortable and not know how to react in that situation mm. I think is the biggest thing um, Do you get people standing there with, um, like a rictus grin, maintaining <laughs> eye contact? It's, no, it's uh, mainly people nervous laugh. Right. <laughs> I tend to get a bit of nervous laugh because they just don't know because it's it is different, right? And mm. you might have lived all your life and never spoken to someone that stammers, and then you all of a sudden you do, and then it can be like, oh god, how do I speak to that person? But I think it's just recognizing that it it it's kind of no different to speaking to a person that hasn't got a stammer mm, absolutely let's uh, let's just uh finish this um th this section can we talk about silent calls and stammering that's mentioned in the stammering i'd never thought about this what what is what are these silent calls what's going on here and um why is it important to people who stammer when a person that stammers makes a phone call the start of that phone call might be the hardest part for them to actually get started with um and the advice we're giving a stammer is not to think automatically that that's a prank call or a book dial or whatever you call it and then hang up it could very well be a person that stammers working hard to get that conversation started so we came up with, with a script for those 
kind of calls and we encourage companies to maybe insert that into their call scripts. So if they get a call and it's um, they can't hear a person speaking, but it could potentially be a person trying to speak. It's a few kind of key lines that they can say to let the other person know that they're listening and that they're there and they've got space and they'll wait. Um, it's actually in the customer contact pack, which can be accessed on our website, as you mentioned earlier. So I would heavily encourage a company to do that. We've rolled it out with a various number of companies and we've had some like absolutely amazing feedback, um, particularly from customers who actually stammer. I think once you start thinking about customers calling that might have a stammer, it kind of rolls into like other stuff that you can maybe do with like a silent call um, technique. So yeah, I think it's definitely worth checking out that customer contact back on our website. Where can we go to learn more? A hundred percent stammer. So they are the leading charity in the UK for people that stammer and they do so much work for the people who stammer or for people who want to learn more about stammering or to support their family or their friends or their colleagues or their customers that stammer. Um, we help we help a whole range of different people. We're active across um, all of social media, and yeah, there's just heaps and heaps of information on the website. And obviously, the, the friendly volunteer staff are always there <laughs> to take a call or a web chat or, or an email. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're really, really grateful. Please do go and look at the uh, stammering and customer contact guide. Lo- lots more in there that we haven't been able to cover today. But Lindsay, huge thanks and uh, lovely to have you on the programme. And that was Lindsay Edgington, who volunteers in Stammer's Employment Support Service. If you're interested in Stammer's work, you can find them at stammer.org. And Stammer and Lindsay can also both be found on LinkedIn. Okay, that's about it for today. As ever, if you have a question or experience to share, then do send me your question right now via LinkedIn. Search Chris Fitch and you might win a highly prized Vulnerability Matters mug for your response. So thanks again for listening. And until our next conversation, spread the word, stay keen and keep on remembering that Vulnerability Matters. Vulnerability Matters was produced by Mandy McGreevy and Phil King and brought to you by the Money Advice Trust.